The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. All right, it's time for Attaboy Ben, where we highlight some positivity. Attaboy is brought to you by Iris Networks. 90 days, no payment for business internet. Iris Networks. USA.com is the website. And um, Ben, I'm going to go first, man. I'm going to go first and then you share your attaboy with the world. Attaboy or girl, But I'm going attaboy for this one because this is this is a cool, cool thing for the High family. Charlie High is already on staff here at the University of Tennessee. We remember him. Local folks. He was the CAK quarterback that led uh, that program to a state championship. But Billy High is the brother who is coming to Tennessee. To Josh Hypo making a huge hire, basically pulling away North Carolina's, quote, general manager, Billy High. And he will work uh, in the personnel department. High was an assistant AD at North Carolina. Oversaw recruiting, evaluations, operations, on and on-campus recruiting. Uh, this is a tweet from Pete Thamble. So this is a big, big move for Tennessee. But, man, just really cool for the High family uh, to have both brothers back in Knoxville. Uh, so I'm giving, I'm, giving, I'm giving the High family an attaboy, girl. I like it. I, I like it. That is a big move for Josh Heupel, Billy High, worked at Auburn and did some nice things behind the scenes there and uh, was a big part of North Carolina's success in recruiting over the last couple of years. So that's a big move for Tennessee. I'm really excited about that. I have two attaboys, actually an attaboy and an girl. girl goes to the Lady Vols, already talked about them a little bit, but just they deserve even more recognition for the way that they beat down Kentucky yesterday mm-hmm. afternoon. Tamar Key goes down with an injury to her ankle in the second quarter. Kelly Harper said she's day to day, so hopefully she'll be okay for the for the long haul, for the stretch run as March gets closer and closer. Ray Burrell was awesome, had a buzzer beater that that really shifted the momentum in that game and led to the Lady Vols running Kentucky out of the gym. That was that was a cool shot and uh, just a, a really big dominating win over a talented Kentucky team. So Lady Vols top five in America, 17 and one on the season, six and oh in conference play, the only SEC team left undefeated in conference play because Missouri upset South Carolina a couple of weeks ago. And they have they have a bye week, essentially, this week uh, for SEC women's basketball. There's kind of a, an open date, or they, they typically play on Thursday and Sunday, and they, they leave off an open Thursday uh, for each team once in league play, and that kind of bye game, so to speak is this week for the Lady Vols. So they're not back in action until Sunday, which is obviously big for Tamari Key, 
potentially resting up and, and being back. We'll see how that plays out. But shout out to the Lady Balls. And then I want to give an, an attaboy to the Bills, Swain. Yes. Just absolutely dominating the the Patriots over the weekend. Uh, I don't have the final score in front of me, but it was, what, like 50 to 17 or 50 to something? It, it was a lot to a, a little. And the main reason I'm giving them an attaboy is because no team in NFL history had ever gone an entire game without punting, kicking a field goal, or turning the ball over. And Buffalo did that. No kicks or punts, no turnovers, no failed fourth down attempts, and that is because they absolutely beat the brakes off of the Bills or of the Patriots, forty-seven to seventeen, mm-hmm. and uh, we're just dominating. I believe seven touchdowns on seven possessions. It, it was, it was, it was quite the performance on on Saturday night. And I'm sorry, Jakob Johnson. I, I want you to do well because you're a VFL. But uh, I, I enjoy the Patriots losing for many reasons. A a lot of Patriots fans are Red Sox fans, so ha, take that. I'm glad your your weekend was ruined. And B, I grew up hating the Patriots, so I enjoyed the Patriots losing. Yeah, man, it was it was a beatdown. Josh Allen, uh, I think, has put the the league on on notice, especially in these playoffs, because the Bills are playing right now. They they played this past weekend the way that we thought the Bills could play. Um, Last season, at at this point of the season, so uh, the Bills started off really good this season, and then they fell off, and now they're they're playing some really good football. But Bills, man, you watch out because Josh Allen, Josh Allen is is everything the Bills thought he could be when you saw that his, his size, his mobility, and his arm strength, what he could be, and uh, he's proven that right now. So Josh Allen's playing at a high level, and um, the Bills are. A serious contender to go win the whole deal, man. Because AFC is a toss-up. I think the Bills and the Chiefs right now uh, are the two teams right now playing the best, along with the, the, with the Titans. Uh, so the AFC is going to be fun, man. We'll see what happens. You want to hear my take? What's that? Winner of Titans Bengals goes to the Super Bowl. Titans Bengals. Winner of that game goes to the Super Bowl. And on a Monday, I think the Titans win the game. So I'm calling my shot now. Monday, January 17th, the Titans make it to the Super Bowl and then lose to the Packers. Are you just are you just going both teams because they're the number one seed? Uh, no, I, I can show my work if if you would like. No, I just uh, I just I was just wondering. Because I think it's easy no. for people just to pick the number one seed. I was wondering if that's what you did, or, or you know, you just it's just a coincidence that the teams you pick are number one seeds. No, I honestly forgot that the Titans were the number one seed because mentally, I've I've been trained that the Bills and Chiefs are kind of above the Titans on the pecking order. So honestly, I forgot that, that the Titans uh, were the number one seed. And I do make that prediction based off of an understanding that Derrick Henry is, is going to come back and beat Derrick Henry. 
if if he doesn't come back and be Derrick Henry, then I, I don't at all think that the the Titans make it to the Super Bowl. They won't make it out of this weekend, quite frankly. Uh, so I guess there is a little bit of, of risk in, in my prediction because I'm banking on Derrick Henry being Derrick Henry. But I just I, – I think there's I, – I know this is weird to say because the Chiefs beat down the Steelers last night, but, like, that defense is, is flawed. And, you know, their, their secondary isn't great. You can take advantage of their corners – uh, aside from Chris Jones up front, you can kind of move those guys uh, up front along the the defensive front. I like their linebackers; they're really good. But you, you can you can move the ball in that defense, and we'll we'll see if Mahomes has has truly corrected the, the turnovers that plagued him earlier in the year. I, I just don't think that that's a complete team uh, with the Bills. I think they're too reliant on Josh Allen. It, it was fun to watch him play. But uh, I think they're they're one dimensional, um, quite frankly, with Josh Allen, whether it be his his legs or his arms. I, and I realize that's two ways that it, that that they can beat you. But that was really the first time Josh Allen went off like that with his legs. So I'll be curious to see if he can do that again with the Titans. I just I, I think their defensive front is is dominating, and that is crucial in in the playoffs. Their receivers are getting healthy. And we've seen what Ryan Tannehill looks like when when the receivers are healthy and and the offensive line is playing well. You're adding Derrick Henry to the mix. Both of those games are, are going to be at home uh, up until the Super Bowl. The the Bengals worry me if I'm the Titans just because that that Joe Burrow led offense can go off on you. But I I just I don't know. I, I just really like where the Titans sit with with their defensive front and. Um, their, their offense, I think, is going to come out and, and really play well these next two weeks. That Bengals at the Titans at 4.30 Saturday. You got uh, 8.15, the 49ers at the Packers. That is the uh, matchup on Saturday. And then Sunday, depending on who wins tonight between the Cardinals and the Rams, they will go to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. That game is going to be played at 3 p.m. on Sunday. And then next Week um, next Sunday night, Bills at the Chiefs. So we're gonna have a good one, man. Another good weekend of playoff football, and uh, we get a good one tonight between the Cardinals and and the Rams. A six five two hundred fifty five oh three. Let me hit this text box up. Oh yeah. Terrell says, please, we love to be forgotten by media members. Tighten the blank up. Greg says, being that the Titans win, we are not beating the Bills or the Chiefs. Never know. You, you've, you, you've, you've already beaten both of those teams this year. Never know, yeah. yeah. Well, I know they beat the Chiefs. I was at that game. Didn't they beat the Bills this year, or am I thinking of last year's game? I think I'm thinking of last year's game when there was a – the game got postponed and the Titans were, were dealing with all the COVID issues. I don't I don't know. I, I think the Titans are are I think that's uh you being a Titans fan <laughs> thinking. Uh the, the Titans are certainly capable of beating both the Bills and the Chiefs. The Titans beat the uh Buffalo Bills this this year. Okay. That's what I thought. I couldn't remember if I was thinking of remember they beat them down last year when, when the Titans were dealing with COVID. I just I don't like they they can't run the ball without Josh Allen. 
they like they, they cannot run the ball traditionally and and that's an issue in the playoffs i agree no i i i agree i agree you better i mean you better find a way to make sure that he doesn't buy time in the pocket and find guys down the field he's you know he's tall um he can see and he has a cannon on his dang shoulders it's unreal um but be more positive there be more positive titans fan come on man come on um Recruiting. Recruiting. Isaiah Nayor on campus. Austin Price talked to him. Austin Price wasn't playing with that interview. <laughs> Austin was like, hey, man, uh, can Tennessee fans, or Tennessee, you know, is there a reason for Tennessee fans to be worried that you went to Ole Miss? I mean, what is Isaiah Nayor supposed to say? <laughs> oh man! You even uh, had some Ole Miss beat writers not like uh, the way Austin constructed that interview and, and throwing some shade to to Austin on the Ole Miss boards. Oh man, I, I could I I get it, man. I get it. If I'm an Ole Miss fan, I probably wouldn't like it either. But hey, this is this is part of. New college football. You get these big NIL deals that's flying around. Not saying that Nayor is 100% going to get it. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that that's part of why he's coming to Tennessee, considering he committed without a visit. And um, I think tougher questions come with that. And I'm I'm okay with that. I really am. This is part of being, you know, a player um, in the spotlight. I'm okay, I'm okay with it, man. That question was not playing at all. Does Tennessee fans have anything to worry worry about? And uh, Isaiah Nayor said, no, no, no. No, he said he's going to go home and kind of make a final decision. And when I heard that, I was like, but you committed, though. What? But I did have to remind myself again that commitments really don't mean anything today. They don't mean anything. As much as we want it to mean a lot, it just doesn't. It doesn't. So... We'll know 100% what Isaiah Nayor is going to do. But he did mention, Ben, about the facilities and the offense and the people, and uh, that was very attractive to him. Yeah, I I think Tennessee's in a good spot, and uh, I, I think he is being genuine when he says that Tennessee has nothing to worry about, although there is confidence from from the old Miss side of things and – Certainly makes you go, hmm, makes you pause, especially when Lane Kiffin is posted up with with transfer quarterbacks in the middle of the road. Did you see this photo from a USC transfer Jackson Dart posted a a photo of of him and Lane just parked sideways in a road in a in a Aston Martin. With uh, Jay's on hoodie on and, and looking down at their uh, sneakers, I, I'm I'm texting. I, I see texting. It. I just texted it to you. I see. And it. Uh, when 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 you see Lane pulling out tricks like that, you do you know stop and hesitate and 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 wonder. But uh, I, I think Tennessee is it's going to end up with Isaiah Nayor. Uh, I, I don't think there's any issues with him. 
Although, <laughs> I, I guess that there is just because Lane and Ole Miss is involved, there's there's a, a little bit of concern just until he signs on the dotted line. You always keep your head on the swivel when you're dealing with Lane Kiffin, which is why I want him to go to my Bears so we don't have to deal with him because he is a pain in the butt. I was going to start telling you the reason why Friday but we ran out of time. The reason why he's a pain in the butt is because we have offense coordinator. He loses one. Guess who he calls? Ours. We're recruiting basically the same type of players because we run the same offense. It's a pain in the butt, man. He's a pain. So Lane can go to the NFL, and he's a great play caller. I would hey. I'm willing to take one for the team here and let him be a coach of my Bears. I'm willing to take one well, for the team, guys. For for your sake, like I said on Friday, I hope that he does not end up coaching the Bears. Um, I just hope he I, leaves, go somewhere besides. I, I I agree with you on that. I wish he would have taken the Miami or or the Oregon job. I would have loved to see him at Miami and and give Florida problems, but. It is what it is. Speaking of Miami, Miami appears to be the biggest competition for the other official visitor that was on campus this weekend, and that is Ahmad Moten, a defensive lineman from Cardinal Gibbons High School in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, His brother played at Miami, and Miami is getting the final visit. So seems like Miami is going to be hard to beat in that one. But again, he was here this weekend for an official visit. And it, it seemed like he had a really good time. It seemed like Tennessee exceeded his expectations. And uh, Rodney Garner's done a lot of good work in this one. And it'll be impressive if he can pull this one off. But it just kind of, I mean, he's from the Miami area. Brother played there. Miami getting the final visit. Hard not to connect the dots on on that one. Yep. 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 So that means Tennessee goes back to the drawing board about who's going to play on the on the front. You look at in the portal and you know there was another player added from the SEC from the portal. Um defensive lineman for Auburn. We have someone that has a little bit of a connection to Auburn and, and Rodney Garner. Um yep. I was, uh, was going to mention that, but we are running out of time in hour one. Lee Hunter, a former four-star, he was a freshman this year for Auburn. I imagine Rodney Garner is familiar with his work. Yeah, the question now is, all right, how many scholarship productions are we going to have? Is that going to play a part in – Tennessee going out and and getting players for the future. We played in the bowl game. We're not going to hurt players that had nothing to do with the things that were going on with Jeremy Pruitt. You fired everybody. The thing that hurts you the most when it comes to penalties, it is scholarship productions. Is Tennessee going to self-impose some of those? And if so, is that possibly a reason why we are either being really, really selective or maybe not taking guys, or are we truly going to wait? One, like We're only not taking guys right now because we are waiting until post-spring. Like These are questions that I have that 
we will get answers to. It may not be at this very moment, um, but we will get answers to for sure because those are questions that I have about about the numbers and the roster of our of our football program. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Need some defensive line help. Vaughn Murmham says, Lane Kiffin being interviewed by NFL jobs would make me as a recruit know he's always looking around and will never be in one place for long. Uh, Tramiel says, y'all better get y'all some media members that love the Vols. Well, y'all don't want that. Y'all need to figure out what y'all want. Do y'all want media members that don't have an allegiance and keep it real 100% of the time. And if there's something bad going on, we'll call it. When that's the case, folks look at those media members as people who are against Tennessee. And then you get media members who may be a little bit for Tennessee. Then y'all call them sheep. Which one you want? Terrell, which one you want, man? Y'all make your mind up. Which one you want? Or is it make your mind up? Or or does it depend on the situation? So like if you have a bad coach, like Jeremy Pruitt, you don't mind a media member airing some dirty laundry if it means getting rid of them, right? (laughs) Or if you have a recruit, or if you have something that benefits Tennessee, you don't mind a media member that is pro Tennessee. Which one? Which one, Shamel? Shamel, make your mind up, kid. Shamel says, I'm talking about Ole Miss need to get some. That's what Shamel's saying. Uh, How big is the pickup from North Carolina? Huge. (laughs) I think it's a big pickup. I think it's a big pickup. But come on, Shamel. I see what you're saying, Tramiel. I'm 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 I ain't going to mess with you anymore. I'm just putting a little sauce on it, Tramiel. But Billy High, coming coming back home to Knoxville, I think it's very important. You know why? Because North Carolina is very, very important for Tennessee. I was talking to Wade about this, who, you know, he, he's in Texas. He's in the Dallas area, and he cannot figure out why we are not deeper in Texas. I'm like, wait, because Texas and Texas A&M are down there and Tennessee has not really had a lot of success pouring in a lot of time, energy, and um, money in recruiting that state. We just don't get players from there. We just don't. But a place you do get players from is North Carolina. And I think Billy High – coming over from from North Carolina is going to be a big plus for us getting to that state. Now, North Carolina did add a very important piece to their staff, and that is Gene Chizik. I'm going to miss Gene on SEC Network, man. I think he does a great job. I'm going to miss him. But, yeah, Billy High is going to be huge. Uh, let's go to the phones, 865-255-03. Good morning, good morning, good morning. You know it was me. You know I had to call in. Come on in. Come on in here, man. The door's wide open, man. What's up? What it do, man? Y'all, y'all are tripping over me this morning. I'm like, wait, no, I'm talking about old men. So because you know they said the media, uh, they, uh, they fans was giving Austin a little bit of, 
you know what I'm saying, for how he uh, coordinated the interview with uh, with the quarterback. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah y'all need to get y'all some media members that, <laughs> that love Ole Miss then, you know what I'm saying? Ole Miss, Ole Miss I mean, I mean uh, Austin put that put that full-court press on Isaiah Nayo. Man, he did, didn't he, though? <laughs> he was on him. <laughs> I was like, yo, Austin ain't playing, boy. He's trying to get him here. Austin said, I'm tired of covering this team. They ain't winning. I want to win, too. <laughs> yo. Yeah, I mean the, the the rules are are changing, especially with with NIL, which now makes it possible for you to just go out there and pay players to come to your school. And the NIL wasn't in place when Jeremy Pruitt was here, and things that he did, uh, you can't sit here and say, "Oh, well, we was just in front of the NIL curve." That's what we was. That's what we right. was doing, right? Ain't that the most Tennessee thing, bro? <laughs> like but, the year before it all happens, we get in trouble for it. Uh, yeah, man. I just if 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 you're Tennessee, just think about this. If you're Tennessee and you've been talking back and forth to the NCAA, you hired your own um, law firm, you did your own investigation, right. you fired everybody, right. um, you know, you played the bowl game. So, so, like, the biggest penalties are scholarship reductions and not playing in a bowl game. Well, you played in the bowl game, so now you ask yourself, all right, well, how are you going to punish yourself, Tennessee? It has to be some type of scholarship reductions. And if you're Tennessee, wow. you don't want that public. Oh, and they doing it on the low. You don't want that. You don't want that public because <laughs> then you don't want that to be used against you in recruiting. So I, that's why I'm wondering yeah, hey, if that's part hey, of it. Tennessee fans will freak out. You don't want a public. So that's why that's why I wonder if, if we, like some of us some of us will freak out and you know, some of us just have that emotional train. Well, you know, and we've been through a lot so, so I do understand y'all when y'all do get how y'all get. I feel you. But uh, you know, sometimes it's, it's a little too much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, I think we we have uh, hit ourselves with some 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 um, okay, visit, some like visitation hours, something like that, when it comes to uh, evaluation time. <laughs> but like, are we going to self impose enough to satisfy the NCAA? And while you're doing that, I just don't expect it to be public because. Other schools will use that to to recruit against you. So that's why I'm wondering why we are not 
as active right now in the transfer portal mm-hmm. as you as we think we should up. be. Um, I don't know that. I'm just it's just a theory that that no, I've kind I mean, of, and I mean, yeah. but, but still though, that's what, and, and that's why I called in because see, I love the realness. That's some real ish right there. You hear me? Like I love it. I love it. You know what I'm saying? Like when y'all give us that little, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes it ain't what we want to hear. Like, but I might be wrong, though, Tramel. I'm, I'm serious. Tell me the truth. Yeah. If I got a book in my nose, tell me. Oh, I can't wait to tell you. All right, Tramel. Thanks, man. Yeah, I can't wait to tell Tramel if he has something in his nose. Um, But I might be wrong on that. I mean, Tennessee may say, no, we're, we're not self-imposing any type of scholarship reductions. We're just selective on who we bring in. We're going to wait to post spring. We're going to wait closer to spring. That may be the case. But it is weird when you're looking at Tennessee, who who won seven games, and you know the roster is a concern. You're trying to get, get over the hump, and there's an influx of, of players hitting the portal this past week because the bowl season is over. You had a wave um, bef- you know, before the national championship game, and Tennessee is only really I – mean, we've gotten two players from the portal. So uh, those are questions that I have that I don't know at 832 exactly. But um, – I will know. I will find out, and I will ask. And neither player plays defense. Yeah, yeah. So, um, again, if if I'm Tennessee and, and I have a plan to reduce scholarships, I'm not broadcasting it. I'm not. I'm not at all. So, 865-255-03. Thanks for the phone call there, Tramel. Coach SAJ says, I'm not against media members who keep it real, but I am against those ones who constantly bring up the negative the one that puts a negative slant on everything that happens at Tennessee. I get that. I get that. I get that. I get that. Uh, LC Vol says, hell, Ole Miss mods are the biggest homers there are. They think they're getting every recruit. Yeah, most recruiting guys are guys that like to see their team they cover and do well. Do what you want with that. But if – I have not seen a recruiting guy in, in any school, anywhere in the country, that does not want to see the team they cover and do well. That just doesn't make sense to me. All right, let's go back to the phones. Good morning. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's up, man? Who, who are we speaking to this morning? This is Brad. Hey, Brad. Hey, uh, I was listening to you talk about maybe we could be self-imposing some penalties, the reason why we're not so active in the portal, man. Maybe I hope that's I, I hope that's not the case because I would hate I would hate to for us to intentionally try to hinder Josh Heupel and you know it, I'm a big going into his second year man I mean we should be we should be clawing and scraping for everything right now and uh, I just don't want it to get into a situation where next year the year after that we're there's like a hump you need to get over in your second and third year as a as a, as a coach. Um, I, I just hope that's not the case. I, I hope that we can poss- possibly just sweat the NCAA out. You know, it's kind of a kind of like a waiting game. But uh, that's kind of what I was hoping for. But I don't know, man. I hope I hope so too, man. Nothing has happened to Kansas basketball. <laughs> I mean, for this whole entire time, Zion's about to be tenured in the NBA. Nothing has happened to them. So, I mean, hopefully you can kick the can down the road as much as possible. But, you know, I'm with you. I, I don't want scholarships to be taken away. But then I have to really ask myself, all right, like, 
is what is what we have done already going to be good enough in the NCAA's eyes? I just I just don't know that because all we've done is fire everybody. Yeah, it seems like everybody around us is getting better. I mean, Florida, Florida's um, kind of they got a couple good players over the weekend. I, I believe uh, a defensive back and a linebacker. I think. Um, they, they added they added some players, yeah, for sure. They added some players, but I'm not scared of what Florida Florida did. But it it, it does make you, you know, when you see other teams making moves, and I'm talking about especially Arkansas. Like, wait a minute, we kind of we 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 kind of in the same boat. Now Arkansas didn't have a better season than us, but we kind of in the same boat here. I mean, Arkansas is making moves, and we haven't necessarily made any in the last couple of weeks. So you know why why is that? Yeah. All right, guys. That's all I had. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Appreciate the phone call. KY Vols fan says, uh, was running late this morning. Did y'all talk about Jawan's hit on Diggs? Best thing I saw all weekend. Absolutely. We started the show off talking about that hit, which if the referee saw it, it probably would have been a flag, but it was great. I loved it. And I'm surprised Jay Wade loved it because he's a DB but he loved it because it was Tennessee and Alabama violence. And I'm all for that, too. I'm all for that. Donovan in Kentucky says, Josh Allen is Big Ben strong. Big old boy. Jamel says, Titans was the first team to beat eight playoff teams. Yeah, um, the Titans beat the Bills, they beat the Chiefs, they beat the Rams, they beat the 49ers, Bucks. No, 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 Bucks is in the preseason. Not the Steelers. <laughs> Get a bid. Hold on, man, I got to check. I don't know about that, Jamal. Let's see. Bills, Chiefs, Rams. 49ers. That's all I got. Lost to the Cardinals. Lost to the Patriots. Lost to the Steelers. Might have played eight playoff teams. I don't know about beating them. Yeah. All I see is 49ers, Rams, Chiefs, Bills. Yeah. Four. I guess they played eight because then you have Cardinals, Steelers, Patriots, 49ers. They played eight. Yeah, and one, one against four. Four. Four yeah. and four. Don't worry, man. We got you, man. We'll check your work for you. We got you. Uh, why is Santi bringing the ball down? Easiest trap in NCAA basketball. Because Kennedy Chandler and Zakai Ziegler were turning the basketball over. Yeah, and then he turned it over. Yes. But I understand I the reason why. why. I, I, that 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 play reminded me of AAU right there. Like that was an AAU play. Mm-hmm. Like, man, we can't get the ball across the court. What, what, are, what are we doing? Vol Storm with the hottest 
of hot takes on the text box, which is also wrong. Mike Tomlin is mediocre at best. What is wrong with you, Volstorm? You have lost your mind. I'm trolling you, Ben. He's trolling you. Yeah, he's just looking for a reaction. Tico says Ben was like, stop the count. Yeah, it was getting ugly. It was getting ugly. But Ben was expecting that. So don't act like y'all are hurting his feelings. He was expecting that. I was trying to walk him off the ledge. I was trying to pump confidence into him. It did not work. Ben expected a blowout. He's expected a beat down. I text you during the game like, oh, 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 oh all right. That uh, the interception where Watt tipped. All right, oh, all right, here we go. Let's get it. No, did not work. What would I say? I refuse to get my hopes up. You said... I refuse to get my hopes up. That is correct. I said, hey, man, just cover. That's all I want you to do. They couldn't even do that. But happy yeah, for Trace Tech. I don't know why you took them to cover. Huh? Yeah, I don't know why you took them to cover. I mean, I'm too much confidence in Tom, and, uh, Mike Tomlin, I guess. Too much confidence. 865-255-03. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, good morning. Who do we have? Hey, guys. How are y'all? What's up? What's up, Daytona? Uh, hey Ben. What's up? How are you? Uh, I'm good. Good. So, Jason, if you don't mind, kind of explain this to me because I, I guess I'm confused on 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 uh transfers and you're allowed to you're allowed to sign what a class of twenty five and if you go over that it will count towards the next year, but every time someone transfers out. You're allowed to replace that scholarship. Yeah, up to seven. Up to seven per year. Mm-hmm. So then we could realistically, realistically, we have what thirty-two signees this year. Mm-hmm. If if you don't self-impose any, any scholarships. Okay, and what? Are, where are we at right now with commitments? Do you know? Twenty. Well, sign sign. We got we sign. We signed roughly twenty. You have two commitments in the, um, in the in the in the in the portal. Well, no, wait. You have one player that's already here taking classes. You have another player in the, that you got from the portal in Nayor that's just committed. Okay. All right. So they must be planning on reducing a couple scholarships or something. Hey, man. Uh, Possibility. Don't know for sure. That's why I asked. But if you're Tennessee, you're not you're not necessarily broadcasting that or want that to be front page news either. Right. So who was the other guy that came with the the Knoxville the Knoxville kid uh, from North Carolina? There was two coming from North Carolina. Billy Billy High is. The staff member that's coming from North Carolina—that that's all I've heard about. Um, and I read something that said there was two. Uh, unless Ben is hiding that information from me, I just—I just thought it was one. I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not aware of it. A second, maybe I—I I missed it, but uh, I didn't. I only saw Billy High. Yeah, and okay. Billy High is the, is the brother of, of of Charlie High, but 
you know, he, he you know, he graduated Tennessee. He's from Knoxville. Uh, he's big in the recruiting, you know, world in that in that area. He's been really important for uh, Mac Brown, but you know, he he's coming over, and um, I don't know how much of a kid he is. He's young, but yeah, he's he's coming over. Well, I just said kid because I didn't know his age, and he played high school football in, in Knoxville as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was pretty. He was a pretty good quarterback too, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he was. Him, him, and Charlie—good players. Okay. All right, gentlemen. Y'all have a good day. And uh, again, Swain, if you get a minute, please try to call me. What? Okay. Thanks. On, thanks for the phone call, Daytona. Eight eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Billy High joined the Carolina program in uh, January of twenty nineteen. To be the assistant AD general manager. He was at Auburn. Ben had mentioned that. Recruiting evaluations, operations, on-campus recruiting, and all other recruiting activities. And North Carolina's been pretty good in recruiting. They've done a good job. They've done a pretty good job. Before Auburn, he was at Eastern Kentucky, defense quality control coach under Mark Elder. He was in charge of defense scouting reports and running the offensive scout team for uh, Mark Elder when he graduated um, college. He was assistant coach at CAK for a couple of years, and um, that's when Charlie was doing his thing as a quarterback. So, yeah, man, get some Knoxville guys back home. But last time I checked, it was just it was just Billy High. Billy High. Guys like this won't get the recognition for a, a program being successful in recruiting, but you got to have important guys like this. You really do. This will be the probably the only time he gets any recognition, but you better have that department tight because evaluations are just as important as the recruiting classes, if not equally important or more important, you better not miss. So the evals are very, very, very important. 865-255-03. Heard a rumor on VolQuest that about Montero coming back from Mark, from Norris. Man, that uh, that would be – News to me. And Tennessee doesn't have an open spot at the moment. Man, that will be that will be news to me. I'm thinking I'm I think I'm pretty uh, on top of the Montero Harsey news. I think I would be. That would be news to me for sure. If that if that was true, then I would have to question my friendship with Montero. <laughs> Hey, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, Lost Ball says NC losing another guy to Auburn. There were two that left North Carolina, high to Tennessee, and then the other guy went to Auburn. And we don't care about. Yeah, we don't care about that. DR Vol says Happy Chiefs Monday. Of course, DR Vol said that. 
You know Diarval Ben doesn't care. He knew that was gonna happen. I mean you do care, but you knew that was gonna happen. Correct. And and here's the thing about Ballstorm and DR Ball. <laughs> they don't have a team. So nothing they say can bother anybody because they're nothing but a sucker. <laughs> and nobody likes a sucker. <laughs> That's great. A six five two hundred fifty five oh three. Awesome price, it. hey man. You coming here or not? <laughs> Basically, that's what he said. Hey man, you committed. So we going back on your word now. Awesome price with the pressure. So I wanna, I wanna, I wanna cover a good team, with good players. Let's go. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Album number two is brought to you by Action 247. Tennessee's only legal sports book. Use the promo code Swain Event for a 100% match up to $800 on your first deposit. Again, use the promo code Swain Event. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, be right back. While the other guys are taking guesses, the Swain event is taking you behind the scenes and in the huddle every morning from 7 to 10, right here. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the MN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim Com. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-I-R-I-S. 
Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. You don't have to take an L just because you can't listen to the Swain event live. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes. SwainEvent.com, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue, Ben McKee, Jason Swain. I don't know what you do about this Tennessee basketball team. If you're Rick Barnes, like, what do you do, man? This roster is what it is. It's not like you can reach into the transfer portal midseason. I just don't know what you're going to do. We'll see how you bounce back after getting torched um, on primetime. I mean, Jay Billis is calling you games. That means – that means something when Jay Billis is calling your games. And to, uh, I think we were 0 2 when Billis has called our games. But to, to play the way you played uh, and still get beat by 30 points, I mean, how's this team going to get off the map, man? Uh, your guess is as good as mine. And I've, I've come to a realization, Swain. Uh, last week, we talked about this isn't a bad basketball team. And I still don't think they're a bad basketball team. And we discussed, you know, our conversations were centered around the difference between being a good basketball team and getting over the hump and being a great basketball team and beating some of these teams that we don't want to lose to. But I've, I've come to the conclusion that this is not a good basketball team. It's not. Uh, I'm not saying that they're a, a bad basketball team and I, I think they're average uh, with with the potential of of being a good to great team and, and making a run the second half of the season but I have zero confidence that that is going to happen so I've, I've changed my tune from from last week I, I do not think that this is a, a good basketball team I, I think they're average I think that's what they they are. And I recognize that their losses have been to uh, a good LSU team who somehow lost to Arkansas over the weekend without Eric Musselman. Uh, They lost to LSU on the road, Kentucky on the road, and Villanova on a neutral site. So I I recognize that, that that those are their losses, and and those are are good losses, so to speak. It's it's not like you – you lost to South Carolina, not like you lost to to Ole Miss or you know a, a rat team. It, you lost to Alabama on the road, but it, it's it's just there's there's 
flaws within this basketball team that become more and more apparent as each game is played out. And a good basketball team does not have three games like it has had this season. A good basketball team does not lose to Villanova, LSU, and Kentucky in the manner that they did in a half a season. I mean, the, the teams don't do that. Like, I can, I can understand one game where it just gets out of out of hand, where, like, Kentucky. Kentucky just could not miss. And and you did help them, but, like, one, one time happening, like, okay, it happens. That's the game of basketball. But for three blowouts, and then I realized that the LSU loss was only by 12, but, hey, it felt much, much larger. It looked like a much larger loss, and it was a game in which they were down by 20 at one point. So uh, I, I am counting that. Like, you don't have that many eggs in a season if you are a, a good basketball team. So until they get something figured out, I, I've settled on them not being a good basketball team at the moment. Well, average, average teams find themselves unranked, and that's where Tennessee is going to find themselves in the new AP poll. Um, I mean, we went into the game ranked 22nd. I'll be surprised if we are at 25, but uh, does not mean you can't improve and get better and make a run late. I just, I just don't see these offensive problems for Tennessee being something that's going to be fixed um, because the personnel is what it is. So you're really good on defense. You're just not, you're not really good on offense. That makes you, that makes you average. So I don't disagree with you. Um, I will say, you you mentioned LSU losing to Arkansas like you surprised. This is dude. This is SEC basketball now. It's it's yes it's, yes it's, it, it is any any result for the most part could happen. I was just surprised with just because of how Arkansas had been playing. They were zero and three. They were at, without Eric Musselman and, and LSU had been playing really well. I mean, I'm looking at the Mississippi State Alabama game, and I'm like, what Alabama? I mean, you, you, you play to a certain level against Auburn. He's right there, had a chance to win. Then you go and then you lose Mississippi State. But then you look at Mississippi State and go, hey, man, they're not they're not a sorry team. This is, this They've is, got some good players. Yeah, this is SEC basketball now where it's any given Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, third, whatever these teams play. Everybody has their own schedule when they play, but anybody can beat anybody. And the league is strong. I mean, strong, strong. So – that's how I look at it. I mean, Missouri goes out and, and, and beats Alabama, and then Missouri goes out and gets smashed by 40 points by Arkansas. LSU is one of the best defensive teams in the in the country, and they go toe-toe against, against Kentucky. Kentucky only loses by a couple points without, you know, their two best guards. Auburn and Alabama battle it out. Alabama has a chance to win. I mean, it's just – Everyone has had close games with each other. And um, listen, Auburn right now probably should be the number one team in the country. But this league, this league, man, it's tough. This tough league. It, it really is. is. And it, it doesn't get any easier for Tennessee uh, to go to Vandy tomorrow night for 9 p.m. Eastern tip up in A, that gym has never been all that kind to Tennessee 
And B, Scottie Pippen is capable of single-handedly winning that basketball game, so they better be locked in. LSU comes to Knoxville this Saturday night, and we know how (laughs) Tennessee has fared against LSU under Rick Barnes. It has not been great since Will Wade got there. Florida comes to town next Wednesday, and they they are not in a great spot, and Tennessee should win that game, but Florida's capable of, of beating Tennessee, especially with the way that the offense is playing. And then you go to Texas a week from this Saturday for the SEC Big 12 Challenge. So you finish, with, finish the month at Vandy, home against LSU, home against Florida, at Texas. So not, not an easy stretch anytime soon. You, you think Tennessee is over 500 for those last four games in the, in the, in the month? I bet they go 500. 865-255-03. Here's something that gets lost as we're talking about you know, the Kentucky game. is Josiah shot 50% from three, man. He's three for six. Shot the ball better. Just didn't really matter because Tennessee got, got smashed. Hour two is in the books. Hour number three is around the corner. Ben McKee, Jason Sway on a snowy day here uh, in East Tennessee in Knoxville. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.